You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 9th of March. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury and as usual I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB's Senior Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. John, since the turn of the year there's been a noticeable rise in long-term interest rates with inflationary pressures highlighted as the reason why. This would however seem at odds with the current COVID-induced recession. Can you expand a little for our listeners why this is indeed the case? Yeah, so it's something we've been talking about over the last uh, number of podcasts is just this continued upward move in yields. So as you say there, it's, it's in contrast to what we're hearing from the major central banks. But what's behind it is, is that, you know, bond markets and other markets are looking ahead and they're seeing the potential for a strong economic rebound uh, in the second half of this year, uh, along with the potential uh, for inflation uh, to pick up. Uh, so that's what's driving the upward pressure on yields. And the factors behind it, why inflation could pick up up. There's a number of them. There's the sharp rebound in oil prices, what we've seen uh, over the last couple of weeks. In fact, in recent days, we're seeing oil gone above $70 a barrel. There's the unwinding of last year's uh, VAT cuts, shortages of raw materials and other inputs. So that's driving you know, the view that inflation, the upside risks to it in the near term. But it's important to stress, though, that you know, central banks themselves, they do note that there is potential for uh, upward move inflation in the near term, but they do view it as being transitory and temporary. And that's what happened last week. So in a nutshell, last week, you had Fed Chairman Jerome Powell speaking. And in the lead up to it, the market had been kind of anticipating that he might try to, you know, show that the Fed is, is concerned with what's happening. But in fact, you know, he stuck to the, the mantra that their strong view, and he repeated a number of times, that the upward pressure on inflation and and higher inflation will prove temporary and you know the market was a bit disappointed by that so we saw another move higher in in uh, in yields especially US treasury yields we saw the 10 year move up and trade as high as as 1.6% so what's driving at the moment is expectations of stronger growth economic growth in the second half of this year and the potential for uh, upside risk to the inflation outlook and then on the other side you have central banks saying that Policy is going to remain low for an extended period of time. And even notwithstanding the fact that near term, okay, inflation may move higher, uh, but all the major central banks are of the view that despite that, it will prove temporary because it's temporary factors uh, that are driving it higher. In fact, if you look last week, one example of why that view is there among central banks, we had payroll figures out of the U.S., uh, on Friday, and actually came in a bit better than expected. Uh, roughly 380,000 jobs in February. Uh, expectations for about 180. But the key thing is, is still about nine and a half million fewer jobs uh, in the US than before the pandemic hit. So there's a lot of slack or spare capacity in the US labour market, and that's why the Fed is, you know, of the view that temp- uh, that inflation will prove temporary. Okay, thanks, John. And sticking with central banks, the ECB meet later this week. What can we expect from them? So in the context of what we've just said there, we do think that the ECB, and there is some expectation that they may try to stem the upper pressure on eurozone yields. So now eurozone yields haven't moved anywhere near to the same extent uh, as US Treasury yields. So since last summer, like US Treasury yields, the 10 years up over 100 base points, the move in eurozone yields is not to the same extent. Uh, extent. In fact, if you look at 10-year bonds, they're still negative at minus 0.3. But nonetheless, there has been a, a, some upward move in, in eurozone yields as well. Uh, so the ECB meet may 
they may announce, and uh, there's some speculation that this could happen, that they may increase the pace of their asset purchases under the pandemic QE program known as PEP. Uh, so it may indicate that they may ramp up their level uh, of bond buying. And this is an important event this week, potentially for the euro. So what we saw last week was that, you know, some strength in the dollar, some upward momentum on the back of the rising yields in treasuries, because what's it's helping the, the dollar from the perspective of there's a widening interest rate spread because if you look at what's happening in futures markets around interest rate expectations, futures contracts have moved from a few weeks back where they didn't expect any sort of increase from the Fed to the second half of 2023. You know, they're now pricing in the potential that in the second half of next year, you could get a rate hike from the US uh, Federal Reserve. So that's helped the dollar, whereas the futures contracts and market expectations for the ECB don't see anything happening really till the second half of 2024. So that's helped the dollar. So euro dollar started the week yesterday under the one nine level and what we've seen in the near term is potential for further upside in the dollar because the market's still very short the dollar uh, so the ECB meeting uh, coming up uh, on Thursday does have some event risk for the euro because if the uh, ECB was to announce a ramping up of its asset purchase program it would contrast sharply what we heard last week from the Fed so it could put some downward pressure on the euro. So I think this week, uh, that ECB meeting on Thursday is a key event risk from a euro currency viewpoint. Okay, and moving to the UK, John, Friday sees the release of January's uh, GDP figures. What is this release likely to tell us? Yeah, so it'll tell us that the, uh, not surprisingly, uh, uh, you don't need the GDP to tell you this, but that the UK economy uh, contracted in January. Because if you think that at the st- as we started all the major advanced economies turned the corner of the year into 2021, they were back in lockdown. I suppose from a market's perspective, GDP is, is telling you what you already know. It's it's really about the future outlook. And from that perspective, the near term is 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 positive for the UK in the sense that their vaccine rollout program has been much more comprehensive than elsewhere. And it's to the point now where in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the UK government outline a timeline for reopening the con- economy. And that could happen as we move through June into July, where it's you know very much reopened again. Uh, so that's the key thing. So whilst it might get a bit of headlines, the GDP GDP number for January. From a market's perspective, it's all about the outlook rather than a, a, a backward-looking indicator like GDP. So I don't think it's going to have any major impact on sterling from that perspective. It's really about the second half of the year and whether the rebound that's expected materialises there. And finally, John, this week is a little quiet in terms of data from the US. Is there anything in particular our listeners should look out for? Yeah, it's a fairly sparse calendar in terms of key releases. Like last week was really the main week for for US with the payroll number. So the main thing in the US this week, I think, is just to keep an eye on what's happening in yields because we have seen the impact that the move higher in yields and move higher in tightening in rate expectations has had on the dollar. So it might not be any calendar specific event or data release. That's a key thing to look out for in the US. It's more to keep an eye on what's happening, treasury yields. And I suppose the main one there, uh, which gets the main attention is the 10 year treasury yield and just whether that continues its, its, its uptrend uh, and if that continues to support the dollar over the course of the week. So it's less so in terms of data or schedule events and more around what happening bond market specifically the u.s treasury market from a u.s viewpoint john we'll leave it there for this week thanks as always for your insights covid continues to dominate both conversation and markets and for customers impacted by covid you can find the details of aib support packages at aib.ie forward slash covid19 finally thank you to our customers for listening in To stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. 
talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.